0: Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey, Jonathan. How's it going?
0: Huge week this week, Amy. Huge.
1: Yeah. Biggest well, week of the year. As we record, it's a big day.
0: Yeah. Well, no, I was talking about Tuesday.
1: Oh, That it was, was my birthday. birthday.
0: Yeah. Oh, what yeah, are you talking s- about?
1: Well... It's a big news day today, as oh, we report. Oh, that, but
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> it
1: was, but yes, it was my birthday. Also, the longest day of the year, June twenty-first, and the first day of summer. All those things together.
0: So, all right, yeah. Not to minimize today, because today is one of the biggest days in recent history, right. with Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court. Not to minimize that, whatever. Uh, just having a little fun, but yeah, uh, happy birthday, Amy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It was a, it was a, a nice day. I was very sleepy. I ended up, my flight got canceled from Anaheim on Monday. And so I ended up on a red eye and uh, flew through the night, Monday night, got to Raleigh at eight 30, I think got to Atlanta at four thirty AM oh. and then Raleigh at eight 30. And so, uh, between the jet lag and the red eye, I slept I, I either slept through my birthday or basically might as well have been sleeping through my birthday because it was, well, I mean, I felt like a zombie.
0: Sleeping through your birthday isn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, that, no, that's a pretty good way, especially after the it, SBC, that's a pretty yeah. decent way to spend a day.
1: And so I felt a lot like a zombie, but it was still a good day.
0: Well, happy birthday. I hope you had a good one. I, you and Keith, I know are celebrating this weekend. So uh, have fun with that. And uh, we'll get into the news here in just a minute because like you've mentioned and we said today... A massive, massive day in history and in the SBC. So uh, before we get into that, whether you plan to serve in full-time ministry or build a career in the international marketplace, Texas Baptist College's Bachelor of Arts in Intercultural Studies will prepare you for effective kingdom ministry. This degree equips students with business and communication skills as well as biblical and theological studies, preparing young believers for a lifetime of Christian ministry wherever God calls them. Let TBC help you find your calling. Learn more at texasbaptist.com slash B-A-I-C-S. That's texasbaptist.com slash B-A-I-C-S. All right, Amy, into the news. Today, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in a monumental decision for the court.
1: This is one of those days that, I mean, pretty much everyone, honestly, everyone in America on any side of this is going to remember, you know, where you were when this happened. Um, But obviously for a lot of our uh, churches, our entities, people who have been advocating, it's, it is significant. It came this morning. It was, uh, you know, around 10 a.m. Eastern time. That's when the court's. Uh, opinions started to drop. We were, you know, the last several weeks, you and I have both gotten lots of rumblings where people would say, it's going to be this week. It's going to be this week. And then it wasn't, but today those rumblings were a lot louder. Oh, like yeah. it became really Yesterday clear. Evening,
0: it was yeah. my phone was flying off the hook from Department of Homeland Security and everything else.
1: Right. It became really clear that this that this was coming. And so the opinions started at 10 a.m. They had another one first. So I was watching on SCOTUS blog. That's a, a great uh, resource. And then also I was refreshing on the Supreme Court website as well. And uh, then they do them about 10 minutes apart. So then at 10, 10, the second one came in and it was Dobbs. So um, it's a long Opinion, a lot to to read. Although the ERLC has put out a, a resource that gives kind of some of the major quotes from it, and so that uh, kind of helps to get the snapshot of it. But it's um, it was a here's basically what what you're looking at. It was a you can say it was a five four decision or a six three decision depending on how you're or thinking a five, about three, it.
0: One, I saw somebody right. saying that, so it's right. it's a little odd.
1: Yeah. So here's how to think about it. Dobbs was decided in a 6-3 decision. Correct. Because John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote a concurring opinion where he did not side with the five justices five justices who voted to overturn Roe, but he did decide or he did vote in favor of the Mississippi women's health yes. at, at the 15 week. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the actual case It was a 6 3 decision because it was was in in favor of them. Yes. That's right. But the overturning part, the part that went all the way to overturn Roe and Casey, was a 5 4. Correct. And then where the one comes in, you know, as you mentioned, that's where Justice Thomas wrote a concurring opinion, I believe, which I haven't really gotten to dig into, that I think maybe even went a little further. Is that how I'm understanding it? Or something like that. But essentially, like I said, it's six three on the actual decision, sort of narrowed down, but five four for overturning Roe v. Wade. That's the best way to think of it.
0: Monumental case in so many different ways. Now, the like we and we talked about this whenever we had our Dobbs week back in December. We had the ERLC, we had a special podcast on the Dobbs case. They had oral arguments that week. That was all going on. And we, we talked to Brent Leatherwood, we talked to Elizabeth Graham, and they, they talked about how this is not just a one and done a and everything's changed. Now it becomes a kind of a 50-state battlefield, so to speak. Uh, there are 50 states now that get to decide whether or not abortion is legal or illegal in their states. Many of the states already had laws on the books that now go into effect or will go into effect in, in several weeks, uh, like Tennessee. Missouri this morning outlawed abortion. They were the first state to do so. Uh, the attorney general there put that law into effect or, or basically, I guess, codified the fact that they had already passed a law. And now with the Supreme Court ruling, it's now the law of the land in Missouri. So major, major shifts across the country on a state-by-state basis. So a lot of information there. And we'll talk a little bit at the end of the show on what you can do now, because the the fight quote unquote fight against abortion is not over. Now it is what do we do? How do we care for people who find themselves in positions where in the past they would have been able to go and get an abortion.
1: That's right. And I think something that's important for us to remember especially everyone who listens to this, you know, we have churches all across the country. And so now that this becomes more about the states, that means that uh you know, a church in Missouri has a very different scenario than a church, say, in Illinois.
0: Yeah, just right across the river there. If you're in O'Fallon, Illinois versus St. Louis, Missouri, two very different things.
1: Even in the sense that Illinois may begin to see people coming from Missouri. And so that really steps up the mission field in Illinois. But then also, you know, in Missouri, what a lot of crisis pregnancy centers have already been doing, they're going to probably see more people. So just recognizing that our churches, our state conventions, the, the work, the importance of crisis pregnancy centers, the importance of some of the work that a lot of people are already doing on the ground in adoption, foster care, or providing for families and being there in the needs that Women have that families have, you know those things. They're going to look different in every in every space. And then in some states, you know, there are legislative battles that will be going on. So you know, we need to remember that and remember uh, one another um, and support one another.
0: Yeah. So one caution that was issued this week is against the what is called "quote unquote" a night of rage that is possible as uh, this decision has been handed down today. So a lot of uh, faith-based institutions and pregnancy resources are kind of preparing for possible retribution or violence against them. And we are kind of keep an eye on that. There was a story in Baptist Press this week talking about the nearly 30 resource centers that have already been vandalized and and affected by pro-choice advocates. So we'll see what happens in the wake of that. Uh, I know a lot of the uh, churches and organizations across the Southern Baptist Convention are kind of bumping up security just a little bit extra over the next few days. So including the the building downtown here in Nashville. So keep an eye on that, see if anything happens. And uh gonna be a lot of information, a lot of news coming out in the days and weeks to follow this decision from the Supreme Court. Amy, I'm sure this is not the last time we will talk about this. All right, some news from the executive committee. The President Search Team has announced this week that they are receiving recommendations. There's a webpage over at sbc.net. That is sbc.net slash ecsearch. That's sbc.net slash ecsearch. If you have somebody to recommend for that, you can shoot that in via mail or email over at Search at sbc.net. That email is, again, search at sbc.net. All the information is linked in the show notes. Speaking of uh, kind of people on the move a little bit, they aren't leaving their churches, but they are joining up with the SBTC. Good friends of the pod, Matt Boswell and Nathan Lino have uh, jumped on board with the SBTC as consultants.
1: Yeah, that's right. So Matt Boswell will be a worship consultant in the church health and leadership department, helping develop a young worship pastors network and uh, some other things like that. And then Nathan Lino will be a ministry consultant in the missional ministries department, hosting Zoom calls, trainings, things like that.
0: Yeah. So congrats to those two guys. One other person on the move, kind of a little bit this week, staying at their church, but jumping in, Uh, it was announced JT English is headed to Southern Seminary as an associate professor there. So congrats to JT. We saw him last week and uh, you were with him for a couple of days as he served on the committee on resolutions.
1: That's right. That's right. Very excited for him. And as you said, he'll be staying at Storyline Church in Colorado, but will be teaching in various ways, you know, intensive, you know, things like that, opportunities to be an active member of that faculty.
0: Absolutely. All right. So congrats to Southern Seminary on that. And congratulations to Lifeway. Spark Studios, the VBS album, reached number one on the Apple Music album chart for kids this past week.
1: Yeah. Like, Kids, not just you know religious things or anything no. like that, but children's they beat music. They Kids albums. Bopped.
0: They bopped Kids yeah. Bop out of the way.
1: Yeah, and and what's cool about that is that means this is happening everywhere. I mean, it's in yeah. conjunction with VBS. Yeah. Everybody's getting it because they're because they're in VBS in churches everywhere. Yeah,
0: so it's moms and dads probably their kids are coming home singing the songs. They're adding it to the playlist at the house, letting it play the songs at the house. And uh, that's pretty cool. So congrats to Lifeway on that. A number one album. I wonder if they get like a, a plaque or something for that. I don't know. We should ask. Probably
1: them. not. But Probably not. Yeah.
0: All right. And also congratulations. Breaking news kind of late in the day here on Friday when we are recording. Uh, we had pushed our recording back because of the Dobbs announcement this morning. But David Hardage announced today that he is retiring after 10 years as the Texas Baptist executive director.
1: Yeah. So David Hardage announced his retirement. He's been doing it for 10 years and uh, just kind of dropped it in a video today and a a press release. So he had previously come from Baylor University and also the director of the Waco Baptist Association had pastored for several years. I've heard lots of compliments about him and his leadership.
0: Yeah. So congratulations to him. The timeline is not quite set. He said in the video that it was kind of uh, up in the air. Probably be sometime in the fall. They're still nailing down those details. So uh, we will uh, honor him, I'm sure, later in the fall, the uh, the fall meeting of the Texas Baptist. Whenever that happens, their state annual meeting, uh, there'll probably be a big honoring of David Hardage. So thank you, David, for your 10 years of work to Southern Baptists in the state of Texas. That's going to do it for our news this week. It's some big, big news, obviously, Amy, other than your birthday. The Supreme Court, huge news, uh, a lot of information about that at erlc.com as well as Baptist Press. So go check those out. But that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right. We're going to get go in 1956 to something on, that back. was a big week in my town where I live now. This was the week when Wake Forest College moved out of town. Oh. Like actually Did they pack up in the
0: middle of the night like the uh, the Baltimore Colts?
1: they didn't but that's actually kind of an urban legend around here oh. that they um
0: they it
1: that they just sort of left in the night but that's not really true because it took them more than 100 trips by huge moving vans uh so you can't really do that in the middle of the night but actually when when Wake Forest College announced they were moving to Winston Salem and they sold the property to the SBC The campus was shared by Southeastern Seminary and Wake Forest College for a little while while the campus was being built in Winston-Salem. So then they packed up all these moving vans and took took them there. And there the story is and this is, I think, not just a legend, but the story is that the people in the town like lined the streets and they were sitting on the curb and people were crying and waving at the moving vans because basically the college was the town. I mean, yeah. there was really nothing else, and so they really thought their town was going to die. You know, they they thought it would just sort of uh, because at the time Southeastern Seminary wasn't very big, and so they thought this is it for us. But you know, through the years, I mean, they just kind of hung in there, and we still have this really neat little downtown. There's still Shorty's hot dogs that that was there. I've never eaten uh, it. back then. Um, it's good. It is not super healthy. So I only, <laughs> I, I only eat there maybe once or twice a year. Uh, it's fun because if you go to Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, there's a shorties like in the student center or something. Cause it's kind of a, you An know, a tip. yeah, yeah, but it is, it is fun. It's really fun to go there. And we have a great museum here in town. That's the Wake Forest college museum, but it's really a museum of the whole town. And so it, it, you know, hits on a lot of that history. But when I was digging around, I looked and thought, oh man, this was the week. This was the week. So I had to do it, even though it's it's a little more local interest yeah. for me. But it's definitely, but it's
0: always a good one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. And I don't know if I've ever done the one where they moved. I've done ones where they announced that they were yeah. selling it, all that kind of stuff. But the moving week was, was big and more and I and I didn't ever remember that it was over a hundred trips. So anyway. But so it's pretty cool. We now have six seminaries. Uh, back then, we I don't think had.
0: Three? I think
1: we were at four, maybe. Four? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Southeastern like that. would have been number four. I think so. Yeah. New
0: Orleans was number three. And you had Southern and Southwestern.
1: So anyway, very exciting, and Wake Forest moving out of town this week in SBC history.
0: But Southeastern's still in town. Just to be clear.
1: That's correct. But as a lot of people, uh, as people know, when they come. When you walk into that main building there at uh, in Southeastern, there's a big WF on the floor because they never, never changed that. Yeah. By the way, I do want to correct something that we just said. Oh. Golden Gate was established in 1944. Oh. So it would have been number five.
0: I didn't realize that. I, I'd forgotten that that was so long ago. Sorry, Jeff Orge. Apologies. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now Gateway, by the way for those keeping score at home. So, Correct. All right. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Game, your resource of the week is?
1: SPC resolutions are online. Oh yeah. So if we've got You're listeners, welcome. so if we've got listeners who uh, weren't able to be there or didn't have the app, to look in there uh you can go now online they're all they're all there and easily accessible and because you know one is big today because one really focused on the anticipation yeah Yeah, the anticipation of the overturning of roe v wade so definitely something to check out yes
0: so put those online on tuesday when i got back in the office first day in first thing i did was put up the resolutions. So those are online. Everything's updated now. The constitutional amendment that we passed, that's on there, as well as the new ministry assignment for NAM and the resolutions. So all the business is updated at spc.net. My resource of the week is related to our beginning story, our top story of the week, the Psalm 139 project. Uh, now that we have gotten to this point and Roe v. Wade is overturned, it, the attention turns to how can we assist, aid, and help mothers-to-be in those states or are mothers that are contemplating going out of state to maybe get an abortion or something like that. The Psalm 139 Project from the ERLC is a great way to do that. They place ultrasound machines across the country uh, to provide pregnancy health care centers with the tools they need to counsel uh, young mothers-to-be. So uh, the Psalm 139 Project, link is in the show notes there. I highly encourage you to support that and also continue to support the local pregnancy centers in your area if you can. So uh, those are vastly important now, especially with the overturn of Roe v. Wade today by the Supreme Court. That's right. Amy, last thing before we go. Something we usually do that we haven't done last week because our show was so long. It was like 50 minutes uh, that we did last week, the recap of the annual meeting. We always kind of do this, and I think we've obviously done this. Your favorite moment of the week. My favorite moment of the week.
1: Oh, man.
0: There was a lot of them. There was a lot of them.
1: Yeah, you go first.
0: Favorite moment of the week. All right. Non-SPC annual meeting related favorite moment of the week was the new banners coming in to replace the little bitty ones that I had made.
1: Yeah, because probably my favorite non-meeting was seeing the little tiny banners.
0: Yes, yes. So, Which, by the way, got those uh, in at the office. If, If you want... A piece of one or something, hit me up or whatever, and I'll send you one. I think Mary wanted one. Actually, your daughter wanted one of the, yes. the tiny ones. So I've got them. I've got to send it to her. So let her know that's on its way. But my favorite moment of the week kind of relates to somebody we talked about last week. And we, we inserted the, the clip, the audio clip of Mike Keybone from the press conference from the resolutions committee talking about the, uh, the one that was passed on the forced conversions of Native Americans. Right. So, right. but there was another Keybone moment or like three or four Keybone moments. There was another keybone moment that, like I thought, was maybe the most moving moment of the entire annual meeting. Is when he got up to pray, following the the sexual abuse task force recommendations vote and everything. There was a time of lament and confession and prayer, and that moment right there was probably my favorite moment of the week when he got up and prayed, and just you could tell the weight of the moment, the weight of what was going on in the convention. And I thought he led, it was a beautiful prayer, but I thought there was nobody else that I wanted at that microphone right then than Mike Keybone. I thought that was a special moment.
1: That was pretty amazing. Um, I did I did love that. I'm going to be cheesy and just tell you that this, because of some of the responsibilities I've had in the past, this is the first SBC annual meeting in seven years where I got to walk around with Keith. Oh. And sit with him and just like, I mean, we basically would leave, I would leave in the morning and head to the stuff I was doing and we would not see each other until that night. And just getting to sort of do that more together. Um, it was pretty great. So that was actually my favorite thing about the week.
0: So instead of being like me and Beth, where I saw her for about 30 seconds in the morning, whenever I was getting out of the door and she was getting out of bed and then, you know, kissing her good night, whenever I got in and she's already in the bed. It was, that, it was different than that. It wasn't like that. That was,
1: that was pretty much our life since 2015. That yeah. was what every annual meeting was for us. The, the one that I remember the most was in 2017, um, which was very eventful. That was the all right resolution year, lots going on. And I was tied up like, you know, dawn to dusk. like just, we didn't see each other at all. And we would text, you know, but didn't see each other. And um, in the room, the hotel room, we had had a a balcony on it. It was like in the corner of the hotel and the kids were like, you know, middle school age or something. And basically we would go sit out on that balcony at night so they could sleep and we would like fill each other in on everything, you know, that we had experienced in the day. So it was just very enjoyable to get to kind of experience the convention again. Um, I mean, I got to sit out there some and and stuff. It it was great. It was great. So
0: very cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So those are our favorite moments. Tell us your favorite moments. Tweet us about your favorite moment of the week. And um, if you want a piece of the signs that I had made accidentally, um, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you. will send you a whole one. How about that? So
1: yeah, that sounds great.
0: All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week, Amy. I'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.